and the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful God, Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. And he will reign for us on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing it and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. For the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Let us open our hymn book to hymn number 176 and stand as we are able to sing together, Come Thou Long-Expected Jesus. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, who has seen all that has come before and sees all that is now and is there when the future shall come, O Lord, you come to bring power and glory and might, to bring all nations under your rule, we confess, O Lord, that we have not expected your kingdom. We have not lived as those who are followers of your Son, Jesus Christ. So forgive us this day. Help us to live beyond our casual lives. Help us to remember your promises, your judgments. Almighty God, Help us in this season of Advent to remember that you are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. 
For this we pray and ask this day, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. And now let us greet one another this morning with the wave offering of peace. couple of things. Uh, these flowers this morning are in the chapel and given by Philip and Jane Connor to the glory of God in celebration of their 54th wedding anniversary. Uh, they wanted to do that, which is later this week. Uh, I saw uh, Philip and Jane before Thanksgiving, and they continue to shelter in place and are doing well. Uh, for the most part, just like everyone else, just kind of frustrated with the way things are. The mission committee is asking for your prayers as they plan and prepare to serve others this Christmas season. They are collecting um, uh, money for food baskets for uh, uh, Ethiopia and for Mexico. If you would like to help with that, uh, you can... Um, donate either online with a check whatever just make a note for it's the christmas food baskets and the deadline for that is december 13th uh, we have received a tremendously positive feedback across the land from our holiday almanac and uh, if you have for whatever reason didn't get one and would like one we have some available and just see uh, George Ann or Mary Short after church this morning and they would be glad to give you a copy of the holiday almanac again uh, I hope that uh, you have had it. Most folks have taken it and have just completely ignored the, the dates at the top and just read through the whole thing. And uh, we'll do so again, I'm sure, more once or twice. So that's quite all right. Uh, we've gotten comments as far away as, as Oklahoma and uh, Georgia and North Carolina and Texas and uh, other places in which uh, copies of the almanac went. And so uh, it has brought what I hoped a little measure of cheer and happiness during this particular season. Well, it is the Advent season. Somehow Thanksgiving came, and I'm sure that most of you had some point, some type of turkey, something else to eat for the Thanksgiving holidays. And so it is time to uh, begin with the lighting of the Advent wreath, and we're going to do that at this time. Now, the first candle on our Advent reef is the prophet candle and the prophets. The prophets were uh, men mostly of old from the Old Testament, uh, most well known from the books, Isaiah, Ezekiel, uh, Jeremiah, Daniel, but perhaps the greatest of the prophets didn't have his own book, uh, but is recorded in the books of Samuel and Kings, and that was the prophet Elijah. 
And Elijah spoke about many different things, but was one of the mighty prophets of God. This morning in our call to worship, we heard from the prophet Isaiah, who spoke of the time when God would bring his rule upon the earth and the promise of the coming of God's Messiah, of God's Savior, of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so because of that, the prophets of old were much really like preachers of today. Remember, in the old times, the temple was the main focus of worship, and the priest ran the temple. And the temple was involved with sacrifices and the presenting of offerings. It really wasn't concerned with teaching or preaching in that regard at all. But the prophets were the preachers of the day, and they would go around and tell people, this is what God says. This is the word of the Lord. This is what God is saying to his people. And so they very much were the ones who brought the word of God to the people. And so we light this prophet candle. There we go. And we remember that as we begin the Advent season, the prophets represented the Word of God. And the Word of God tells us also during this season that it is not just a season in which we are preparing for the coming of Christmas, but the Advent season in particular is about remembering that Jesus said He would come again. We especially remember the book of Revelation and Jesus' own words in the gospel that one day he would come again. And Advent is a time of not only looking back, but also of looking ahead. Let us pray. O oh Lord, keep us awake and alert, watching for your kingdom Make us strong in our faith so that we may greet your Son when he comes and joyfully give him praise with you. O oh God, we thank you for this season that we have now entered, the beginning of our church year, the time in which we are in preparation for many different things. We praise you. We thank you for your prophets of old who brought us your word and whose, prophets, uh, whose prophecies spoke of the coming of your Son, even Jesus Christ our Lord. It is in his name that we pray this day. Amen and amen. Now, as we go to our pastoral prayers this morning, several things to share with you. This past week, we have had several uh, families in our congregation who have contracted the virus and uh, who are at home uh, taking what meds are available and also just uh, isolating and sheltering in place. I asked your prayers for Tommy Lynn and Travis uh, Windsor Cummings, both of them who have the virus and quite frankly don't know how they got it. So um, 
they are at home sick. Uh, the children are there with them, and uh, we are seeing that they get food delivered to, to, to the house and things like that. I asked your prayers for them. I asked your prayers for the Acock family. Jan Acock is at home isolated on one side of the house, and her son Ben is on the other. And Ben, who is a pilot, has um, the virus and is uh, coping with that. And so, uh, again, I asked your prayers for them. And for others, uh, maybe in your extended family, your neighbors or friends, it is uh, pretty evident that uh, there are a good many uh, cases of the virus right now going around. Also, uh, in addition to celebrating the Connors anniversary, uh, uh, to Sharon Latham and her family on the uh, announcement of the engagement of their daughter, uh, Madison Latham, to Joe Carillus, uh that happened over Thanksgiving, and uh, they're all excited about that. Um, I remember when Madison was born. I remember when Madison was baptized, and so uh, it is a, a joyful celebration for them in that regard. Uh, and then as uh, we move through uh, this Advent season, uh, again, I ask that uh, uh, you remember uh, that we're planning a Christmas Eve service, and we hope to be able to uh, announce next Sunday the details of Christmas Eve so that we can have folks prepared for that. And uh, uh, it's, it's just amazing to me that it is here, and um, it will be here in a very short period of time, but we'll have those announcements uh, about Christmas Eve, but please be in prayer for that. Well, let us bow our heads again and go to God in prayer this day. Well, gracious God, we have many now that uh, we want to pray for in our church family that are suffering from the virus and the uh, sickness that it brings upon those who have it. And so, Lord, we just lift up the family of Tommy, Lynn, and Travis, and the family of the uh, Jan and Ben Acock, and we pray for others. We continue to pray for Dr. Ed Knox, who continues now to recover from the virus, and his family, and we pray for others this day. And, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for all those who continue, even through the holiday period time, to care for those who are sick, to staff the hospitals, to be there in the care facilities, who do the necessary and everyday steps to help people uh, to recover, to help people be treated. We just lift them up to you, and we pray this day for each and every one. Lord, we pray for other matters this day. We celebrate with those who are celebrating wedding anniversaries, even in the midst of this time. We give you thanks for the Connors and their celebration this week of their 54th wedding anniversary. For Madison Latham and her fiancé, Joe Corellis, who were engaged this weekend. For others, we just lift them up to you. Uh, we, we give you thanks and praise. And mighty God, we are reminded uh, in this time that there are others 
We pray for those in Ethiopia and for those in Mexico who are working to prepare baskets of food for peoples there in their area. We pray for those here in our greater metropolitan area who are receiving food assistance during this time, and we lift them up to you, and we thank you for the Memphis Food Bank and for all that uh, they are doing in this matter. And any way in which we can help, we ask that you help us to do so. So, mighty God, we pray for these things, and as we begin this Advent season, we know we are bringing to a conclusion our Thanksgiving weekend. And Lord, we thank you that many were able to visit by Facebook or by Zoom or by telephone and other means. We thank you for those who were able to see one another, if only through a window or out the door or whatever way in which communications took place. And Lord, we look forward to the day that we can be with one another, and we can celebrate with one another without the worry of illness and disease. For we pray these things, and we ask them all this day, and give our thanks in Jesus' name. And together we say the prayer that he has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen and amen. Now, we continue with a second reading from the prophet Isaiah, the 40th chapter, reading verses 1 through 11. You'll find that on page 511 of the Pew Bible, Isaiah 40, 1 through 11. The prophet writes, Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, and that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice of one calling In the desert, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the wilderness a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low, and the rough ground shall become level, and the rugged places a plain. And the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all mankind together will see it. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, cry out. And I said, what shall I cry? All men are like grass, 
And all their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall because the breath of the Lord blows on them. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers and the flowers fail. But the word of our God stands forever. You who bring good tidings to Zion, go up on a high mountain. You who bring good tidings to Jerusalem, lift up your voice with a shout. Lift it up and do not be afraid. Say to the towns of Judah, here is your God. See, the sovereign Lord comes with power and his arm rules for him. See, his reward is with him, and his recompense accompanies him. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. May God bless the reading and hearing of this word from the prophet Isaiah. My sermon this morning is entitled, Preparing Ourselves for This Season. You know, some Christmases and Advent seasons are much different than others. I have a book that sits on my bookshelf in my bedroom where I keep some of my favorite editions. It is called December 1941. And it details in, uh, in very much detail what happened in our nation in December 1941. Just like this year, everybody was coming off of a Thanksgiving, and there was war in Europe, and there were other things, but the United States was not at war until the coming of December 7th. And the coming of December 7th, that Sunday and all that followed, made Christmas that year a very different year. And it's fascinating to read. That Christmas, Winston Churchill came and spent Christmas with the Roosevelts at the White House. And they began to talk, and Winston Churchill himself then gave an address to Congress, and he also gave a Christmas message, as did President Franklin Roosevelt. He gave a Christmas message to the nation, and the theme of it was a light shine still. And it was kind of based on O Little Town of Bethlehem, that Philip Brooks had written in 1867 after he left the United States for a time of study. And he went to Jerusalem and then to Bethlehem that Christmas. And he sat outside in the hills overlooking Bethlehem. And he uh, tried in his mind's eye to imagine everything that happened there 1800 years ago at that time. And he wrote the famous Christmas hymn, O Little Town of Bethlehem. He was preparing. He was preparing himself. He was preparing for the celebration we too are preparing. 
I mention that because many people are starting to compare some of the things that we have been going through now for a time to some of the more difficult times in our nation's history. And I have been one of those who have been doing that. One of the things that happened is in the early 1940s, 41-42 time period, um, there was a song that was written by Kim Gannon and Walter Kent. They wrote it, but they could not find anyone to record it. They just couldn't find anyone because everybody who looked at it said, oh, that's just too sad a song to sing during this time. So finally, finally, Kim was playing golf with Bing Crosby. And he told Bing Crosby about this song. And Bing was like, I've not heard of this. He said, let me sing it for you. So Kim, the writer, one of the writers, sang it for Bing Crosby. And Bing said, I am going to sing that and I am going to publish it. Well, it appeared on a 45 RPM record. Now, for those of you who have no idea what that is, <laughs> yes, there's some, but there's some who may be watching and there's some back here who may have not even seen a 45 RPM record. It was an original hard drive, if you will. And on the front side of this particular record was Bing Crosby singing Irving Berlin's White Christmas. But on the flip side was this song written by Kim Gannon and Walter Kent. And it was entitled, I'll Be Home for Christmas. When Bing Crosby traveled throughout the year, especially during Christmas season, to the troops, especially in Europe, they would always ask for this song above any other song that he would sing at Christmas time. I'll be home for Christmas. And so, you know, I'm just going to share the, the verses with you again because it's, it's kind of a preparation. And then I want to talk a little more just about it. The words are, I'm dreaming tonight of a place I love even more than I usually do. And although I know it's a long road back, I promise you, I'll be home for Christmas. You can plan on me. Please have snow and mistletoe and presents on the tree. Christmas Eve will find me where the love light gleams. I'll be home for Christmas, if only in my dreams. Christmas Eve will find me where the love light gleams. I'll be home for Christmas, if only in my dreams. Well, that was the sentiment, of course, of so many soldiers who were overseas fighting the war that one day they would be home again. And the family, too, at home, knowing they had loved ones scattered across the world. There was that sense that one day. And it was a song, instead of bringing sadness like so many thought, it was a song that brought hope 
and expectation. It was a song of preparation for something that would come, maybe not this year, maybe not next year, but it would come. You know, Wes McBride talks about that when he was in the Second World War, he was gone from home for over two years. He never even saw the States. He was gone from home. And others, gone for the length of the war in some cases. This is a time of preparation. But it is also the prophet, before he says prepare, he says Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. This old Christmas song brought comfort to many people, just as many of our traditions that we do are able to bring a sense of comfort to us. But comfort, because the prophet says, comfort, comfort my people, speak tenderly to them. Proclaim their hard service has been completed, that their sin has been paid for, that they have received from the Lord's hand double for all their sin. Well, we should not neglect the fact that we are all sinners, that all of us fall short of the glory of God. None of us is able to keep the command of God, nor the gospel of his son, Jesus Christ, in any full manner. We strive every day to live as those who are worthy to become followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. But still, we need to hear the words of comfort. We need to hear the words of pardon for sin. Because that is the world that we live in. Many people are feeling guilty today. They're feeling guilty for many different reasons. There are children, adult children, feeling awfully guilty about the condition of their parents in nursing facilities and retirement homes. There are parents who are feeling guilty about their younger children because they fear they're not getting the education that they need because of the conditions. There is the feelings of guilt because some of us have been ill with the virus and others have not. And why did I get, not get it? And why did others get it instead of me? There are all sorts of reasons. We've had a very bitter political season and people have said many bad things on both sides of the political spectrum. And it's made life very difficult for others. There is always the need for pardon, for comfort, for assurance, for the forgiveness of sin. And the prophet starts with those words, comfort, comfort my people. Proclaim that their sins have been paid for in Jesus Christ. He goes on to say, in the desert, prepare a way for the Lord. Make straight in the wilderness a highway for our God. Well, this is sort of like a desert time and a time for preparation to come. Preparation means that 
it has not yet occurred that we are still in the preparing mode. We're still in getting ready. We're carrying out things. And it says here, a voice of one calling in the wilderness. That would be what John the Baptist would one day be doing. He would be a voice of one calling in the wilderness. Repent. Be baptized, for there is one coming, and he is from the Lord. We are always called to be preparing to make straight the highway for our Lord, to take those rough places and make them level, to do the things that are necessary to put us in the right mind, in the right way, in the right emotion, in the right spiritual realm to receive our God and our Lord. The prophet goes on to remind us in these verses he says, a voice says, cry out. And I said, what shall I cry? And here is something we all need to be reminded of because we are being reminded of it every day. All men are like grass and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fail because the breath of the Lord blows on them. Surely the people are grass the grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of our God stands forever. What does that mean? But it means this. All of a sudden, life becomes much more focused, much more present, because it goes back and it goes by much faster than any one of us imagined. Like the morning grass, because of the dew, it springs up fresh, but the scorching heat in the late of the day, and it is withered. The flower springs up in its full beauty, but by the end of the day, it has dried up. Life is like that. All of a sudden, six decades, seven decades, eight decades have come by. Nine decades for some. Children are born, and it seems like they are so young. But you are all so young. You were all those babies just years ago. We remember that this life that we have is fleeting. We remember that we are mortal creatures. We remember that we have but a span of time. And we are reminded that the only thing that endures is the word of God that created everything that is anyway. The Apostle Paul says in his letter to the Corinthians in the first letter, the 15th chapter. He says, you know, this mortal flesh must put on immortality. The perishable must put on the imperishable. 
prophet reminds us that we are mortal and that we are in need of God. The prophet goes on to say, you who bring good tidings to Zion, go up on a high mountain. You who bring good tidings to Jerusalem, lift up your voice with a shout. Lift it up and do not be afraid. Say to the towns of Judah, here is your God. And that is what this season of Advent calls us to do in preparation. Here is our God. He is God. It does not matter what goes on in the world. It does not matter what is in our lives. It does not matter the joys or the difficulties, the happiness or the grief, the sadness or the challenges that come. God is sovereign Lord. He rules. His power is such that we can be assured that for all those whom he has called and all those who he has claimed to be his own shall be comforted, shall receive the great blessing and grace of his love. He ends this passage, the prophet does, this particular part of chapter 40 with verse 11. Listen to these words. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those who have young. He is our shepherd. He does care for us. God holds us close to his heart. We are his. We need to remember that during this season of preparation, during this season of remembering the birth of his son Jesus and looking forward to the return of his son Jesus. We need to remember that we are carried close to the heart of God when we see our mortal frames. We need to remember that He does watch after and care for those who belong to Him. This Christmas that is ahead of us now in 25 days, it is right as most of us will spend it differently than we have had many Christmases in the past. This old song, I'll be home for Christmas, might be one of those songs that prepares us for this season. Other things will as well. But the one thing that will help prepare you more than anything else during this season 
is the word of God. Reading from the prophets. Reading from the first and second chapters of Luke. Reading from the second chapter of Matthew. Reading from the book of Revelations. Reading the word of God, its promises, its assurances, its comforts. Thanks be to God who does not leave us alone, but helps us in the preparation for the celebrations of this season. Amen. Let us pray. Well, gracious God, we thank you for this time as we begin our season of preparation for the celebration of Christmas, for looking ahead, for remembering what has come before us. We thank you for all those who give offerings during this season, for those who do so today in person or online. We thank you, mighty God, for all that you have blessed us with, even in our difficulties. These things we pray and give our thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, let us stand and we'll affirm our faith in the saying of the Apostles' Creed. And then, following the Creed, we'll turn in the hymn book to hymn number 175, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he arose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us open the hymn book to number 175.
And now, my friends, go from this place this morning in peace. Hold strong to your faith. Have your eternal hope in Christ Jesus while showing his love to all that you meet. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father, the peace and fellowship of the Holy Spirit be upon you all this day, and I do pray forevermore. Amen.